This is Lachlan Rouston. This is Raf Freeman, and you're listening to the fittest podcast in Australia, The Mind Muscle Project. All right, so we're going to talk about five signs that you need to quit your job uh, and move to the fitness industry. Now, this is really the this is the crux of this video. So we're talking about we're talking about quitting your job for a fitness industry job. We're not talking about quitting a job and just going to do something else. Although you could, I guess you could apply the first half of this. Basically, the same principles. Same principles. So unique. But I mean, we just have the best experience with people doing this and us doing this and it's, in the fitness industry. It is also one of those industries that because everyone loves to work out. Well, not everyone loves to work out, but the people that are considering this job- people that we speak to. Yeah. People that are considering a job in the fitness industry, they love to work out, right? It's not like, oh, I do, you know, computer robotics on the side and then I build, I don't know, and then I'm building a law firm on the other side. You don't do like two competing careers at the same time, but like one is kind of a passion. You do it for your health and fitness, but it also can be like a career opportunity. So, it makes it this interesting conundrum. So, in this video, we're going to talk about, yeah, essentially the five things uh, or five signs you really need to look for when you're thinking about quitting your job or that you should be like, okay, I've ticked all like four or five of these things. I should really consider quitting my job and, and moving into like personal training or owning a gym or, or whatever it might be. Uh, but before we get into it, it's probably just worth stating 80% of our waking hours throughout your entire life, through your best years, right? Well, best years, call it 18 to 65, right? Your best working years. I do think that 65 number keeps increasing based off like how healthy generations are becoming. But let's just call it 18 for 65. So, well, you're looking at nearly 50 years here, right? 47 years. It's a lot of time. 80% of your waking hours you're going to be spending working generally. Or at least a lot of that time you're going to be spending thinking about work, right? Or get, being productive at work. So, you essentially want to be doing something you love. You want to be doing something that you really enjoy. And a lot of people don't, right? A lot of people don't fit into that. And I think that it's a tragedy. It's a tragedy to go through life and, and do things that you really don't enjoy. Um, and the thing is like you can get like it's very easy to get stuck um, and it's very hard to get unstuck, especially every it's like one of those things where you don't need more time to make a decision. You need more information. Mm. Yet people in this particular situation, they're like, now's not the right time. Now's not the right time. There are better times, but there's never a perfect time. Uh, but let's get into the five. You definitely want to stick around for number five. And then at the end of the video, we're going to tell you exactly how you can transition out. We'll give you some tools that you could use. Uh, but first sign here, Raph, is you fell into something without seeing what else is out there. Yeah, I mean, this is probably most people's experiences, right? Because I guess you often choose what you're going to do at a very a young or formative age. Um, and I think that's just a sign that you, you didn't really like survey all your options. I guess it's kind of like, just starting to date the first person that you walk into when you like walk into a bar and you can end up doing that with your career. And when you've done that, I think you just haven't weighed up your options. You know, you haven't actually looked like, what would it look like if I worked in another industry? And then if you haven't ever considered that, well, you just don't know what you're missing at that point. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think I see it all the time, right? Especially because we see it the other way around. People quitting their fitness job and going into something else because it's like a pretty easy job to fall into when you're young, right? You you like working out at the gym, you meet the personal trainer, he's making a little bit of money, you think I'll do some personal training on the side and then you, you know, maybe you're at university, maybe you're studying, maybe, you know, you're an apprentice or learning a trade and you like personal training more and it pays pretty well pretty quickly. So, you just stick to it for a little bit but then you kind of think to yourself, you kind of get the itchy feet, you know, 22, 23, maybe you've been PTing for four or five years now and you think, I wonder what finance is like. Mm. I wonder what investment banking is like. I wonder what building apps or tech is like. And you know, you want to you wanna transition out. I think it happens both ways. So really, if you think it's a sign, you're like, you haven't really tried much. 
you've you're curious about other industries you've got friends in other industries that you're willing to try i think it's generally a pretty good sign to be like okay it's worth exploring what else is out there because you'll live with this feeling of like what if yeah ex- exploring is the key point and i think what holds people back um or we see is that because you're surrounded by people at work because you just said 80 percent of your time is at your job right so that means nearly all your time you're surrounded by people that are very rarely going to suggest another industry right they're usually going to make suggestions within that industry mm. you know if you like work at say if you work at our gym we got lots of employees and if you're like oh you know i'm getting a bit over this part they're going to be like oh how about you get more into this get more into the nutrition coaching get more into this they're very rarely going to be like dude maybe like uh, bricklaying <laughs> yeah because yeah. you just they're, they're also in that same tunnel vision of their own career so there's just a really good chance that, yeah you fall into it and then everybody around you in those 80 percent of working hours at your job continues to reinforce this as the only path which is insane when you think about it because every single path besides maybe like pro basketball for a lot of us is like on the on the table right right yeah exactly and i think the probably last point to make on uh on just with this industry is that if you don't make a move soon what ends up happening is if you don't really find what well, or come close to finding what you love is at the end of the day, the best thing you can do is get really good at one thing, right? Is become like a specialist in one thing. Like we are specialists in building gyms, right? This is what we've spent a lot of time in. For us to jump industries now in our 30s, it's like you've wasted a lot of time. Obviously, there's skill sets and principles that carry across and I'm sure we'd be fine to transfer a lot of those skill sets. I have faith in us. However, you know, if you get really, really good at something, you kind of want to stick with that for a while because yeah. that is how that skill is going to compound over time. So it's better to kind of make that switch sooner rather than later because in some ways you're wasting the time in that industry because, uh, yeah, you're really looking for compounding benefits in the future. It's why, some, you know, many people stick to their same industry. Obviously, they move jobs, but they stick in their industry because that skill set has more transfer and more value within that industry. So definitely something to consider. Second sign that you need to quit your job is your performance is stagnant. Now, I want to be very clear and specific on this. Stagnant, not declining, and obviously not increasing. But generally, if you're going to decrease, you're going to lose your job. Mm. You're underperforming, your boss is going to fire you, right? Or you're going to get performance reviews, you're going to, you're going to end up leaving. That's pretty obvious, right? Stagnant is like just this mediocre treading water it's like the worst place to be it's like oh, i'm not failing but i'm not improving i'm just coasting right well also no one's going to force you to change right if you over deliver people like force you to get promoted they're like dude we need to promote you like yeah, this yeah. is going crazy here and that's what happens I, it happens with our staff and if yeah exactly what we said you underperform people force you to change because you get fired right but the stagnant it's like no one puts any pressure on you mm. it's just yeah it's all good yeah yeah exactly yeah and it's it's just you know you have friends you have people in your life and they just coast, right? And you can just see when they're coasting and it's like, there's nothing going on. Mm. At least when, you know, you're sucking at your job, there's some turmoil, there's something's got to change. You know, change is around the corner, good change, right? And then if someone's overperforming, you know, good change around the corner, there's progress, right? Yeah. Which is what creates fulfillment within human beings is progress. You want to constantly be improving. And I think that when you hit that stagnant point, like it's just an awful place to exist. Worse than declining and, and up, of course, worse than improving. So I think that's really the second sign here. I think the analogy to workout programs is really good as well. Mm. It's often the best time for a workout program. You know, when you're going backwards, you're like, okay, I need a change. I like didn't hit my numbers. Yeah. But most people fall into the trap with training of just like, oh man, it's just plateau. Yeah. It's just the same. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a good point. It's a very good point. So the third one we've got here is a little bit to do with the business, but also to do with yourself is... There's no upward progression in the company. So you're in a you're in a company, and you think, okay, 
I do kind of enjoy this job, but like I'm happy to stay in this industry. How can I progress to an executive level? How can I maybe own a piece of the business? How can I just get better at my job and improve my KPIs or my stats or whatever? Maybe you don't have any of those things. Maybe no one's measuring anything except the time you arrive and the time you clock out. If there's no way to improve and scale up through the company, then there's no point being there because you just, again, you're going to be point two. You're going to be stuck. The, the system of the business is literally forcing you to stay where you are. I actually listened to a podcast the other day and the founder of the Soho house, which is like that exclusive like clubhouse around the world where members like you can only be a celebrity, you have to apply. It's like crazy long waiting list. It's got restaurants in there, pools, hotels, all that sort of stuff. Is that after like Soho, New York? Is that... Uh, that's an area in New York, yeah. Soho, but... Um, like, is that where it's from? I, no, it started in London. Okay. Yeah, he's British. I think there's Soho in London as well. There, there might be. Anyway, but there's heaps of them. There's heaps of the clubhouse. I'd say it's valued at like $4 billion, wow. this company. They're huge. And uh, they're basically the most private exclusive members club in the world. And he was talking about how some of the people, you know, one of the, the hosts asked him, well, you know, one of the things, what are the, one of the things you're most proud of? He goes, well, it's been like 20 years. And, you know, he named the names, whatever the names. Like, oh yeah, this guy was like our first barman. And now he's like, head of global operations and he's like oh yeah this guy was like our first uh waiter and he was taking you know he took the very first order at the first restaurant and like now he's you know head of social media marketing or whatever and i'm like that's, that's cool. really cool right the company provided opportunities and progressions for its people and that's ultimately what every business should have i think part of this same point here is that if there is upward progression and incentives and you're not taking it and you're not going after it, it's also a sign that hmm. probably not a good fit yeah, you just might not want to do it. And that is actually really common because if you don't love it, you typically don't want to do more of it. Mm. And as you progress up, you know, you're point. busier and more responsibilities. So you're like, ah, I kind of see what that person's doing. You know, it's going to mean more of this. I don't love it. So, do I want to do more of it? No, not really. Mm. And I think people have never experienced that until they're in a job they really like. Mm. You know, it's you may have had four or five jobs in four or five different industries and you're like, no, nah, I've always had the incentives in place and I've never like wanted to work harder than that. I do think, I don't think, I mean, humans in general are inherently lazy, but I also think in the, put in the right situation, every person will find something they love and do well at it. There's definitely areas in your life that you can do well at and you will excel at and you put extra effort into whatever it might be. You just haven't found that for your work yet. And I guess the point of this podcast is that you do, you do find Yeah. This. And it kind of happened to us if you classify, say, running Creature, which are old gyms we used to run as like a job, that we like weren't really interested in opening more of them. So like we could open more, we could have like expanded it, but like we weren't that energetic to do that because we didn't mm. really want to do it. And it's like a sign. Oh, I don't really want to do it. Oh, we should probably just start to exit this great job point. then. Yeah, that's a great point. Absolutely. I never thought about it like that, but yeah, definitely. Um, so fourth sign here that you should quit your job and consider a job in the fitness industry is uh, you wouldn't be friends with the people you work with. Now, this is, you know, I think this is somewhat of uh, of a point that doesn't really hit home for us because we've always created and hired the people that surround us. So we always enjoy the company that we have. And there's obviously been times that people aren't suited to us and it doesn't end up being a cultural fit. So we have to let them go. But, you know, you're getting stuck in a job where every day you, you go to work and you don't want to be around those people. You're spending 80% of your time at work. You're spending 80% of time with people you don't want to spend mm. time with. You wouldn't do it on the weekends. You wouldn't do it. In, you wouldn't have them over in your house. You wouldn't go out for drinks with them. You wouldn't take them for dinner. So you definitely don't want to work with them. Yeah. So I think that's a that's a clear sign that, well, potentially you're just not a cultural fit for the gym or uh, cultural no, fit for the industry. This could be the biggest one that drives people into the fitness industry because they get really into fitness, they get into health and then mm. their coworkers are completely not. Mm. And fitness and health, it is such a huge part of your life that it, 
it can be a challenge if you're very into health and fitness to be friends and really get along with people that completely. are completely not. And like, as much as you'd like to say, oh yeah, but we get along well on like, I don't know, talking about politics. It's just such a big change. It is. It's like, yeah, dude, I want to get hammered tonight. How about you? It's like, no, I, I will never get hammered ever again. <laughs> it's just such a, you know, do you want to go here for lunch? Absolutely not. Why would I ever go there for lunch? It's, yeah. It's, it's hard. It's hard. No. And it, you know what I related to? It's similar when like uh, people that are in, you know, very committed marriages try and hang out with single people yeah there's so many so many aspects of your life and how you want to spend your life and your attentions are different that it's like we can only kind of really spend time together on like a sunday afternoon and we get along mm. or, or even like um super rich and poor right yeah because the interests are so different like dude, we can do anything this weekend oh i can almost do nothing except go to the beach and the park yeah <laughs> yeah yeah it's true it's true so it does become difficult and yeah health and fitness is is obviously a huge thing that pushes people yeah out of their jobs and into the fitness industry and then number five uh which you know i think is less relevant for our parents generation and the generations before us but i definitely think mm. more and more definitely the generation the millennials listening to this i almost think a hundred percent of you are listening to this are somewhere between like 45 and 18 uh, and i know the majority of that the 80 percent of that is like between 25 and 35 so for you know we're, we're in the same age here for us it's about you want to do something that you know, creates meaning. Mm. I think before that point one, you fell into it. There wasn't a lot of choice back in the day. You know, there weren't a lot of options to choose from. There wasn't a hyper-connected world and internet and rapid communication. And, you know, the, the, the world was not as wealthy, right? And so people didn't have as much access and technology hadn't scaled as well to, to the population. So, you know, flying was less affordable. So many factors went into it. Uh, but nowadays, you just have so many more options. And I think that one of the things that helps people choose from the options is they're connected to the mission of the company. And I think if you are learning skills and you're fulfilled and maybe, you know, you're selling antivirus software and you're like, you know, I like the sales side of things. I like meeting people. I do like my coworkers, but I just don't give a fuck about protecting people's online security. I just can't get behind it. Then... I do think ultimately it wears you down after a while because it's like, what did you spend your life doing? And it may not align with your mission, but for some people it was like, you know what? I helped people keep their online security soft, you know, passwords and information secure. And like that helps them live like a more stress-free life yeah. or however you justify it. And you're like, and that, that I love coding and I love the internet. And that's for me, that's really important, you know? And for other people, it's like, that sounds like the most worthless existence of all time. So everyone's, answer to this is different i think only you know if you're connected to the mission of the company and i think the difference is when you are connected nine day yeah and i always like the stat i think i've mentioned it before but it's um i saw once it was like what's the best paid factory job so like you work in a factory they're all like pretty similar rates but the best paid factory job is a cigarette factory and it's because they have to pay extra because nobody wants to do that mm. nobody wants you can work at any factory it's all pretty similar uh, but if you want to go tell your friends and family, what do you like? Oh, it's a cigarette factory. You know, just kill people one <laughs> one cigarette at a time. Like, you, you know, uh, you need to, they need to pay literally a premium to get people in the door because no one wants to be around that mission. And they still have sick margins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so they, I think they pay like 50% more, you know? 50%. Than, yeah, so it's way more. But, you know, it's tough to do 10 years in there. You know, still not that highly paid. It's still a factory job. And just to make cigarettes, which... Everybody knows not even if you smoke cigarettes, you probably still don't think it's a very good <laughs> nah. thing, right? So yeah, they you know you have to be get paid a serious premium to do that, and it's because there's just no connection to that mission. Mm. That's a great point, uh, fantastic point. And point number five, and that's it. So um, 
what we really want to give you guys, if, you, if you're taking off some of these signs here and you're like, you know what, I'm ready to make a transition to the fitness industry. There's obviously a few things that you're considering here. Uh, personal training, outdoor boot fitness, boot camp fitness, sorry, uh, potentially starting a gym if you're, if you're more entrepreneur or business orientated. As we kind of pointed out in the examples, it might actually, it might be for business owners out there. Maybe there are business owners out there right now that are like, you know what, I'm just not connected with the business I'm doing. I want to start another business. That can also be the same thing. Uh, but how can you know you're ready? When is the right time? Like I said at the start, there are better times and there are worse times. Now, the best time would be when you can still pay your bills. I think that's the most important through thing. Through what? Through what you're doing beforehand? Yeah, I think it's or like, like... your investments or you, something. Yeah, it could be anything, right? Yeah. I think you just need some runway. If like, if you're really over leveraged and like you're living paycheck to paycheck and you go and quit your job and you can't make that next payment you need to make that next payment, you've got like no savings, no investments, then you have to be really careful with the moves that you yeah. make and it's probably not a good time. What's a better time is, okay, if I'm going to make this transition, let's roll back some of these expenses. Let's have less of those expensive dinners. Okay, I'm not going to go out and buy this thing. Maybe I'm going to like sell my car or whatever Whatever the gap is that you need to close that you, you're going to be realistic about and then I think really the best thing that you could do in this situation uh, when you are ready to make the move is... I mean, I like to go all in, but I do think if there's some way of dialing it up, you know, I'm 80-20 here, then we go 50-50, then, you know, go full-time to part-time to side hustle to more days. If you can make some kind of transition like that, it does make things less stressful and easier. Uh, and anytime you come from a place of desperation, I think it's never never fun as well. No, and you just, you end up thinking so short-term. Yeah. You have like no long-term vision because you're like, bro, if I don't make money this week, you know, which can be good, but I think generally it just makes you really, really short-term. You regret it as well, right? Yeah, and, and I, I think it is better to, um, and everyone's different, but for me, not going all in and doing like the part fitness, part your old thing, one, because you might not love fitness, mm. so at least hedge your bets, and then two, I do think there's something good about doing both and like the hustle that that, that starts with that like proves how bad you want it. Mm. You know, often when you hear like a lot of those good founder stories about companies they start, sometimes they're all in, depends on their situation, but a lot of the times it's like, man, I kept my job and I started doing this on the side. I would do it at nights, I would do it on the weekend and that proves, man, I actually enjoy it, I actually want it, I can start to make it work and then you can go all in. Yeah. But it's that like, you know, it's that time that you look back on, there was like, dude, when I did it on the extra hours, that's what made this whole thing possible. Whereas when you, if you just quit everything and you go into it, yeah, you might have more time for it. You might not need more time for it at the beginning because it takes you a while to get good. You put heaps of pressure on yourself and then you might turn around in two months and go, you know what? I actually didn't like it. And the only way to know is to start doing it. So right. the good thing about fitness industry as well is there's plenty of options that you can do around what you're already doing, you know, in, in some fashion. But then as soon as you love it, yeah, then go all in, rip into it. Yeah, and last thing we'll add here is, you know, the one benefit that you'll get from being in the fitness industry is that it will be, for most jobs, a very big contrast to what you've done before. You know, you're getting up early, probably different time of day. You're like interacting with people all day. You're helping a lot of people. Um, you're changing people's lives for the better. And so, I think it's very fulfilling. It's definitely a job that a lot of people want to continue doing. Uh, obviously, it, it becomes difficult if it's not set up correctly. But I think most people, when they're doing their job right and they're getting results for people in any fashion, they really enjoy it. And there's, there's no complaints on that side. How, how can you not see people improve mentally and physically? It's like one of the most fulfilling things you can do. So we highly recommend it. Uh, we're going to call it there for this video. So thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. Uh, and we'll see you all on the next video.